0: This podcast features discussions about finances and money, which are general in nature. For personal advice specific to your circumstances, see a licensed financial planner or relevant qualified professional. Hi folks and welcome back to another episode of Looking Under the Hood, the Money Mechanics podcast where we are unpacking the money stuff. I'm excited to have a return guest with us today, Danielle Brophy from Money Wellbeing and we're going to chat about a topic that I think is going to be pretty exciting today. Um, Welcome back Danielle, great to have you here.
1: Always wonderful to chat to you Scott.
0: Danielle is a recovering CPA, CFP, but has been doing a lot of work in uh, helping women empower and and transform the way that they approach money. So I'm really excited today because we're going to be talking about, I was about to say, human needs and money, but I guess money and the human needs that we have?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's... Taking a bit of a deeper dive into the psychology behind how we interact with money and human needs, we, we all have needs, but we tend to think of the the basic needs, which are, of course, important, uh, food, shelter, all of those things. But There's a lot more to it.
0: Yeah, definitely. And look, we often talk about this podcast about the, the fact we're born into this financial system. And money in reality isn't one of those basic human needs that we have. It's not that we're born and all of a sudden we go, oh, I must get money. It's not there as as one of those physiological or or underlying needs. So it's really interesting that this human-created system that we're born into basically takes us down a, a different path of of values and 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 what's enough and and needs. But Danielle, before we jump down there, as a a returning guest, we've been asking our returning guests about a recent happy money memory. Have you got one that you're happy to share?
1: I do. I went shopping with my daughter on the weekend and we were looking for the usual summer clothes that you need and, you know, sweaters and things like that. But we came across a dress and it was on sale. It was so cheap and it was such a beautiful dress. And... She looked at it, she said, oh, maybe, and I put it out, I said, just try it on. It was her colour, and she tried it on. It was beautiful, and it wasn't until after we decided to buy it that we thought, oh, she has a year six graduation coming up. So, we were just stoked the whole way home.
0: <laughs> oh, I love it. But, Danielle, great to have you back, and we probably all heard of Maslow's. I think that feels like it was pretty stock standard uh, school education somewhere, but, What are the human needs that we have and and what's the theory behind them?
1: Yeah. So Maslow was one of the first ones to really come up with this. And so he was a psychologist, I think, 1940s. The beauty of what he created was that he said there's a hierarchy of needs so he said that we've got our basic physiological needs first. We need food, water, warmth and rest. We need, we need to make sure. And isn't it funny how in our world, our modern world, we can actually easily overlook our basic needs. We've got our safety needs. We need our security. Uh, and then we can move up that hierarchy towards our belonging needs, having intimate relationships and friends. Those are our uh, psychological needs, and then we move up to esteem, prestige, self actualization. I can certainly talk about some other theories around needs, and you'll start to see some trends. So, self determination theory uh, that's uh, Richard Ryan and Edward Decky, and that talks about three basic needs, which is really beautiful because it keeps it simple. We need to have autonomy, so we need to have some ability to influence. Our outcomes. Uh, we need to have some competence uh, and some um, belief that we have that capacity. Not only do we need to have the capacity, we need to have the belief in our ability to influence. And then relatedness, which comes back to that belonging need. Uh, and then al- I'll also, there's more, but I will just also touch on Tony Robbins and Cleo Medane's six core needs. They talked about uh, certainty so we need to have some routine i suppose to our lives also uncertainty and variety so we've got to have some fun which is really interesting that there can be that conflict and we all have that option on how we address that we can talk about the impact of the lockdowns on that one Uh, significance connection and love growth and contribution they all come up as uh, recurring themes as well.
0: Why are these so important to understand, Danielle?
1: Well, it's important for our everyday life, but also overlaying how we interact with money. It really helps us to get that understanding of ourselves and meeting these needs is as important to us as taking our next breath if we are not able to meet these needs in a way that's helpful for our psyche, we will do it in a way that's not helpful. So I can come up with plenty of examples of how people have interacted with money in a way that's helpful or unhelpful. But we can also keep in mind that we're we're trying to meet our needs in some way, shape or form. So I'm not sort of saying that it's okay to go and uh, blow all our money or something like that. But if we see I've been overspending because I'm trying to meet this need, that helps us to not beat ourselves up about it quite so much and start looking at alternatives. How can I meet that need without overspending? What's driving me? Also allows us to understand others. So, As an example, uh, you might have come into contact with someone who has a very high need for certainty Uh, and sometimes when money is involved, we can see a connection with control and if you have witnessed that or perhaps been the victim of that, you can see how that might then influence your outlook when it comes to money as well. So you can understand others. Uh, we have a greater awareness around potential self-sabotage uh, and it helps us to make better choices.
0: Yeah, like anything, that insight uh, along the way actually gives us uh, a better ability to then arrive at the next time that that, that that may come up or hopefully do some reflective work before that, that next time comes up. On that, so we're talking about, again, different experiences or different interactions where we may see other people doing it or we may see ourselves coming up in in those areas. Does having money or does having wealth change these needs? Like, again, obviously, we talked about the the privilege of of probably being able to have some of these conversations and saying, yes, all our basic needs are met, so we've actually got enough and we've got more than enough to, to do this. But does money impact this or more money impact this?
1: Well, I think more money certainly means that there's more options. And I would say it almost makes it even more imperative that you're aware of your values and who you want to be and how you show up in the world because you have more options. So when you have those Other options, uh, you know, like we've got examples of people who are exceptionally wealthy, like Bill Gates and Warren Buffett, who are going out, who are making a positive impact with that money. And you can overlay that and think about, okay, well, are they, are all they doing is trying to meet their own need, which can be really interesting. You know, maybe they're looking for significance. Maybe they're looking for connection maybe they're wanting to make a contribution so perhaps those needs are driving them and I would say is that a bad thing I mean if we all have needs uh, and they're helping others they're meeting their needs I would say in a healthy way by doing that
0: yeah that's that's interesting I think we've seen I know all these uh billionaires who are now racing to get to Mars or wherever they're going no sorry they're, they're all trying to have space travel as their as their sort of next uh destination and so that is a really interesting overlay because we don't we don't need that like human beings we don't need to jump on a plane to go to space so yeah it's fascinating i think as you say that with more money does that actually change those needs and and look we can probably all have an opinion uh, and and analyze uh what might be going on in some of those billionaires uh brains do you feel there's there's any connection there
1: well (sighs) Elon Musk is absolutely 100% a fascinating human being to watch, whether you agree or disagree with what he's doing. But if you, you, you think about it in terms of needs, you know, he's certainly creating variety for himself. Is he looking for significance? Maybe, maybe. And He's also, what's really interesting as well is, again, if you look at those three core needs of autonomy, competence, and relatedness, it's fascinating how he has tended to push the boundaries with his money and almost everything consistently. And he certainly has built up his competence. And if you also look at how people feel around managing money, you know, everyday people. We want them to have that autonomy. We want them to have that ability to influence their financial outcomes. We want them to have competence. And if you've got messages throughout, because perhaps you've had certain influences that you are you don't have the skills to manage your money, you'll struggle there. And connection and relatedness, Elon Musk, no doubt he he is surrounded by very interesting people of like-minded um, approaches, what can happen with relatedness is sometimes people will pull themselves back from growing their wealth because it can mean that they're changing who they're surrounding themselves with and they want to stay in the socioeconomic status that they're currently in. Yeah, same with sometimes talking about trust fund babies and there's so many stories about trust fund babies, you know, out in the media who have, say, gone off the rails. And what can happen is they're denied of their own autonomy. They have everything at their disposal and they're never asked to apply grit, to put in effort to create something and they never get that autonomy and competence and and potentially even relatedness is is damaged. And so they don't have a need to get up in in the morning necessarily and you can see how that can result in them going down the path of self-destruction.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. And I think for people listening at home, I think it's just important to understand what what our needs are, what those basic needs are, but potentially doing some reflective exercises around what sort of drivers are there for you. And have you got any sort of ideas or resources for people on um, how they can sort of unpack these for themselves?
1: Well, I'd say start simple. Start with the next purchase you buy. Think about what need are you fulfilling by buying that? Is it, you know... Is it a basic need? Is it food? And if it's food, what sort of food is it? Why are you there? The other thing is we'll often see people line up and, and go to sales for brand name and high status purchases and think about what need are you really fulfilling there? I'd say it's just stopping and pausing and getting to know Yourself. The more you can build that self awareness, the more you're going to have that integrity with your values.
0: I love it. The power of the pause. Um, we love the power of the pause on this podcast. So I think, yeah, taking that that step back and the breath and going, oh, okay, why why am I doing this? And taking that understanding to to go through and look. I guess with people having that understanding, if people are spending more than they're they're intending to spend on the day to day or people are trying to be focused on a. obviously cost of living is going up at the moment or there, there might be a a goal that someone has or a focus of, of debt reduction or whatever it might be. What are some of the alternative ways or what are some of the things that people can do to, to think about, I want to go out today and, and I'm going to go connect with my friends and have lunch for, for argument's sake? And that could be an mm. expensive exercise. So, is there ways people can start to think about that on their day-to-day as well if they, if they want to try and rein in some of their uh, expenses or some of their behaviours around the money stuff?
1: Yeah, that's a great example and that's so relevant, Scott, at the moment. And if you think about why am I going out to lunch, why am I seeing my friends, what is it that you're looking to fulfil? Look at those needs like love, esteem, belonging, contribution, connection, significance. I'm going to guess that some or one of those is what's driving you wanting to go out and have lunch with your friends. If money is tied or perhaps you've been doing it so much that somewhere you need to make a change, then look at how else you might actually meet those needs. Could it be going for a walk on a nice sunny day with your friends? Could it be having a picnic? Could it be helping your friends? Maybe people often have things going on in their lives. Maybe there's something you can help them with. So it's thinking about do I need to spend that money? And, and if I do want to put money aside, how am I best using it to meet my needs and what's most important to me?
0: Yeah, and I, I love that. And I'm, I'm thinking back to that story you said as well, before Danielle about the the dress, and um, it was that moment of being, oh, well, actually, it's on special. We, we got a bargain here, mm. and it, it gave you both mm. that uh, that smile and that that uh, opportunity for happiness. So, does that change the value of that dress? I guess because you you now got that moment and that memory to go, hey.
1: I think it does. I think it does. That's a great question. It was just a little fun and it was, uh, I guess unexpected. So I guess with that as well, it's funny how we've got that need for variety and that need for certainty. And even in our planning, I would say we can allow for that. So we can put money aside and say, this is my variety bucket. I don't know where that money's going. But we can still put that money aside. So when something comes up, someone asks you to something fun or whatever it is, you can do it. I think it's really important to think about those joyful experiences and uh, being aware of when things are not really helping and when they are.
0: Yeah, and that there's two sides to every coin or every every banknote, so uh, yeah, it's often that balance is is important. and I love what you've just said there around potentially bucketing up or um, allocating different buckets of money for those to, to try and meet those different needs. And so that could be a nice way. If, if you are feeling more rigid around your money or you you don't like spending, then maybe it is about creating that, that fun bucket just so you can start to to go down there. Danielle, I just had a, a wonder about social media now. I know, again, it's probably changed all our lives. We're connected to devices on the daily basis. But do you think that that has intensified or changed our human needs at all? I mean, a lot of these theories, obviously, Maslow's was what you said back in the, the 40s and Tony Robbins, I mean, he's, he's young at heart still, but he's getting on a bit now. But um, do you think social media has intensified or changed our perception around whether we are actually meeting our needs or not?
1: Yeah, w- well, I love the question because perception is everything. And I think almost our in our society, we're a little bit confused because money is measurable. And so we think that it is objective, but it is in many ways not objective. Perception has a huge role to play. And has it changed our needs? I would say it hasn't changed them, but it has probably changed the emphasis on different needs. So our needs are actually oscillating in some way. They sort of go around. So a, a good example is uh, when we had the lockdowns, many people initially, because they'd had so much variety in their lives, so much going on, the initial response was, oh, Thank goodness I don't have to go out anymore. (laughs) That met that need for certainty. After a period of time, that need for certainty kind of moved to the back and came forward with that need for variety. So, of course, yes, we all have that need for um, belonging and love and I would say status comes into it. But when we've got that comparisonitis, when we're looking at social media and others seem to have everything, it it sends a perception to people that they are comparatively worse off and deprived and it, it can result in unnecessary pressure. There are a lot of good things about social media but when people start to value themselves and... Their worth based on the sorts of bars that are set on social media, certainly not necessarily helpful. And it can lead to people then interacting with money in a way that they're trying to meet their needs, but it is entirely unhelpful.
0: Mm, I think, and that's so true. I think that Watching other people's highlight reel and seeing all that stuff and then trying to either compare or contrast your own uh, highlight reel against it, I think it does actually change that uh, reality at the end of the day and say, actually, are your needs being met? Can you step back? Again, the, the power of the pause, step back from that and actually look at it from a different angle. Now, Danielle, we always keep these episodes short and sweet, and we could probably talk about this all day, but any sort of resources for people to check out, anything else that you want to add?
1: I I very much echo what you say, Scott, around getting to know yourself, know your values, know what's most important, and see any indications that things are not going well as a sign for deeper assessment, for having that deeper self-awareness and uh, doing so in a compassionate way. My resources are often around helping people to earn a higher income. So you can certainly check out Guide at www.guide.moneywellbeing.com.au. You'll get some more information around some more income streams. I'm very much in favour of doing so in a way that helps others and helps yourself other than that i think just enjoy the power of the pause as you said scott
0: I love it. I love it. And look, I'll put all your contact details on the uh, in the show notes again, so people can connect. And you are putting some great resources out there into the world. So thanks for for sharing all that, Danielle. And I think again, it is it's just about that journey of discovery and really getting to understand how you interact with the system. Where we're human human beings, we're born into this financial system, and then as little humans, we start to pick up the different attitudes, habits, behaviors, and so again, we're not necessarily mindful of our our needs in the context of all of this. So I think it's just about sitting back and taking some time and say, oh, where does this fit with me? Where are my needs being met? Are there areas that are tripping me up? Is that because of an unmet need? And if it is, are there things that I can do to adjust and, and change? So Danielle, thank you again. So great to have you here. Thank you folks at home thanks for listening we hope you've enjoyed this episode and please share it and rate us where you are listening to your podcast and we'll uh, see you next time